G'day guys and girls and welcome back to this week's edition of the Extended Bench Podcast. My name's Christian and as always, on the other side of the desk I have my mate Matt. Hey everyone, how are you going? Oh, I'm, I'm going pretty well mate actually. I'm, I'm mentally exhausted though. We had our redraft league yesterday and I I just feel drained and, and sort of <laughs> depressed as well. When you see some of the guys that you've got on your field towards the end of the draft... It gets very sad very quickly. Yeah, particularly with those very deep drafts like we do. Oh, we do um, the uh, the five six one five with four on the bench as well, and that just oh, it goes yes. a long way down with twelve. Teams. And this is for redraft, of course, as well. Yeah, ab- absolutely. So yeah. starting from That's scratch. Actually, a good segue because something I did want to do. I wasn't able to make the draft yesterday, um, as you're well aware, yeah, but our yeah. listeners wouldn't be. So I'd like to just publicly throw out a bit of a thank you to yourself and friend of the podcast, Brody. Oh who, yeah. Between the two of you, managed to draft me a team that I actually don't hate. So. So, thank you very much for that. You're very welcome, Matt. We are we were glad to do it. Every once in a while, you get one of those mates in your league who something comes up at the last minute. There's an emergency. You can't get out of it. So if you've got a few mates in the league that are able to actually uh, non-biased draft for you, mm. that that's really good. You don't want those guys who are going to try and stash away picks of their own um, and <laughs> just give you terrible, terrible picks. No, no. And uh, luckily for me, I had... Two guys drafting for me that actually didn't do that, so thanks. Yes. Yeah, no, you're very welcome. The uh, the team that we actually gave you, were there any complaints, or have you got anyone that you actually were really happy with that we got well, you? Well, I love the fact that you got me uh, Zach Merritt with my first pick. Yeah, that's good. Well, at pick four, uh, pick three as well, so Dangerfield went second, and yes. I, I generally rank Merritt as the second highest pick behind Tom Mitchell. Me too, yeah. that's where he was in my rank, so yeah, I was pumped that I was able to get him. Yep. Um, I love Simpson and Hibbard as the core of my defense. Yep. Yeah. A little one. bit wary of Simpson possibly dropping off a bit with his age, but mm-hmm. love the fact that I've got him. Um, Jeez, who else did we get? Goldie you? and Pruce as a handcuffed ruck lineup. Yeah, Pruce was your last pick just in case, you know, and I think Goldie's got a good year ahead of him as well. Yeah. The, the, a couple, though, that I just had to sort of oh, shake my head a little right. bit at. All right, all right, right. McKenna? Connor McKenna, well, <laughs> this, was, this was a bat pick, and I know specifically in this studio that you have mentioned Connor McKenna a couple of times. Maybe as a stash in keeper leagues. More so as a keeper league guy, not so much redraft. But, but you were not there for this draft, mate. You did not see how deep I, we got. I did have a look at the guys available on the waiver wire, and I completely understand why you picked him. We had gotten to the bottom of the barrel and burst through it. It was <laughs> not fun. <laughs> it got to a really depressing stage. All the pizza was eaten that day. It's yeah, out of shame that it was. Yep, so Mason what? Wood as well. Mason. <laughs> well, that's I a... was very strong with him last year, <laughs> and he completely let me down. It's another one of your guys, though, you know. it's. Um, well, well, last year I was pumped about what he was going to be able to deliver, mm. and he delivered absolutely nothing. So. Yeah. The, the other one I was a bit worried about is one of my boys, actually, Matty Scharenberg. And, of course, he's mm. played no JLT action. He's done absolutely nothing in the preseason. I can't. When you type a Google search in, you can't even find a news article about Scharenberg in the last four months. That is a little worrying. But in saying that, there's an article just came out from uh, I think Ben Godfrey today, basically saying that he should be cementing his spot in the team this year, maybe even ahead of someone like Josh Smith. I absolutely agree. He definitely should be. The question is, will he? The question is Nathan Buckley. And the answer, the, the answer is Nathan Buckley. Yeah, exactly. It's, and it's a very hard question to answer. So, so I, who I knows? You did pretty well with your team. No, There's no, I'm, of, I'm, I'm happy. I'm pumped. Couple I'm not. I'm there. not dropping anyone before the season opener. Oh, that's so a, that's a genuine even the, surprise. Even the guys that I'm not 100 percent sure, <laughs> and I'll give them a week to see how they go. Oh, beautiful. So. 
Well, what we want to do for today's pod is we actually want to go through our salary cap teams because mm. there's been no JLT action on the weekend. We've only got three or four days until the AFL season actually kicks off. Less than three days now. Oh. counting. So um, I'm pumped. Yeah, I can't wait. Um, just a little disclaimer about these teams as well. These are our post-JLT teams, and we want to make it very, very clear that if some of these players obviously aren't named, especially the rookies, they're coming right out of our yeah, team. Very much subject to change. This is just a sort of snapshot in time. Exactly. This is what they are right now. They may change before final lockout. I don't see my team changing, though, to be honest. I think that each and every one of these players will get up for the first round. Yeah, well, I, I looked at my team, I think, Saturday night, made a couple of changes, <coughs> um, and looked at it again this afternoon and didn't make any more changes. So I'm pretty comfortable with where it's at right oh, now. Beautiful. But um, there are a couple of guys I'm... Slight question marks on it. <laughs> it's, uh, which we'll get to. It's, it's it is genuinely worrying at this stage in the uh, the preseason when you're you're coming right down to the wire and you've got a couple of guys on your on your on your team on field and you're just like, do I really want to be playing them? Right it, exactly, particularly some key defenders. But we'll dive yeah, right into that we'll now. Get, we'll be on the same page, but yeah. So we'll dive right into that because defense line is the the first one we want to come to. Now, yep. what we're going to do is we're going to list out our premiums or what we feel are our premiums in the spots. Yep. Uh, we'll go through our mid prices and then also our rookies. So yes, I guess I'll jump in first. Go for it. And my premiums in defense are, I mean, obviously Rory led. There's, mm-hmm. there, I, I just, I had to go Rory led. Jake Lloyd. And yep. he might be considered a, a mid-pricer, but probably a little bit more expensive than that in Jack Crisp. Yep. So I've got Laird, Lloyd, and Crisp, and I think that all three of those will actually be in the top six defenders at the end of the year. Fair enough. So they're locked away until the end of the season. Well, before you do a, a explanation for, or rationale for why you've got them, mm-hmm. I'll reveal mine, yep. and then we can talk about that and then do the mid-prices and the rookies and Sounds do like, it that way. Sounds like a plan. So... I'll first up say all three of those guys have been in my team at one point <laughs> over the preseason. None of them are there right now. None of them. You don't have any. All right, this is interesting. So my premium back de- defenders. Yeah. Michael Hibbert. Mike. Yeah, I know you've got a thing for Michael Hibbert. I know that you like Michael Hibbert. So and that's it. That and oh, I've spent all my money elsewhere. Oh, I'm going very light on. On the defenders at the that's, moment. So that's I've, I've just got Michael Hibbert as a primo at the moment. I don't mind it, but... Oh. And then the reason being is just, I think he's going to be consistent. Yeah. So I, he's going to be, in my opinion, one of the top six defenders at the end of the season. Um, I don't think he's going to fluctuate too much in price, and he should be fairly steady for scores each week. Yeah. And I couldn't afford a lead. I would have loved to have put a lead in for those Ooh. exact same reasons. I yeah. just couldn't afford it. Yeah. So I, I don't mind that, to be honest. I got a little bit stung last year with some mid-price madness, so... Mm-hmm. I have gone a very guns and rooks uh, traditional style of, uh, of picking my team this year, yep. but I'm pre- to be honest, I'm pretty happy with those three on my starting field. Laird, Lloyd, Crisp. I think they'll average in the. Well, Laird will go over a hundred for me, and Lloyd and Crisp could both go between ninety-five and hundred. Round about yeah, there. Yeah, I agree entirely. I think all three of them are legit options that you can't go wrong with. We actually had a bit of an argument at the draft yesterday, which was who do you think will uh, average higher this year, Lloyd or Crisp? Um, do, do you have a thought on that? I, I'm definitely in the Lloyd camp. Yeah, I'm in the Lloyd camp. I, it's, I think it's tough, isn't Crisp it? could, but mm. I think Lloyd will. Yeah, if that makes sense. No, that, I think that, that makes Lloyd's more sense. certainty. Uh-huh. Crisp, I think, has more upside though. Yes, if if Crisp's role is perfect for fantasy football, which yeah. it very well could be, considering what uh, he was switched into at the end of last year, yeah, he could easily go over a hundred. He could go berserk if he's in the right role. Yeah. Crisp has the highest ceiling, but Lloyd, for me, will More be... certainty. Exactly. 
Yeah. Um, so pretty happy with that. Uh, mid prices for defense, I have zero. Oh, well, there so, you go. Yeah, I there have go. one. All right. Whoa, geez, going wide on defense indeed. Yeah, you've got one. Who are you looking at? Angus Brayshaw. Angus Brayshaw. He's one that's flitted in and out of my team over and over again in the preseason. I really like that pick, though. That's terrific. I just think for the price, like, there is risk because yeah. of the, the injury history and the concussions and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But for the price, it's limited risk, mm. I feel. There's a lot of upside there. Yeah. And most of my picks are generally fairly safe ones, so I feel I can afford to go one or two quite risky ones. Yeah. Another one that I'm really keen on in the back line or the forward line, which is the most important part of this mm-hmm. pick, is James Sicily. Now, I don't yeah. have him in my team... Maybe he'll work his way into my team before lockout, but he is an absolute star. The, the worry, obviously, is that he gets tagged. And yeah, I think we spoke about this last week, mm. and it's the reason he hasn't been in my salary cap team at all, mm. all preseason, just because there is a strong chance of him being tagged out of games. Yeah. And I'm fine with taking that risk in drafts, not in salary cap. He's such a dynamic player that just like in the second round of the JLT on the, uh, the other weekend... He can score and have an amazing first quarter, which just dictates to the opposition coach and says, you have to put someone on him, otherwise he will tear this game apart. And that's the worry for me. If he has an absolute dominant first quarter, they'll just stick a defensive forward on him and he will just score. Unless, of course, he's playing against someone like, I don't know, Colton, where Brendan Bolton doesn't believe in him. Oh, my God. Changing players depending (laughs) on who's dominating games. Cough, cough, buddy, frankly. Still salty about the Buddy Franklin. <laughs> I'm going to be salty about that forever, oh my friend. My God. Forever. Just, just for uh, listeners who don't know the situation there, Buddy Franklin was put on Liam Jones in the, uh, what was the grand final round? For of our Fantasy, Keeper League. Of our Keeper League. You uh, versus me. Grand final of the Keeper League. Bolton refused to move Liam Jones off Franklin for the entire game, and Buddy got about 183 points or something ridiculous. And I lost by 30 points. It was amazing. I was sending anyway, you messages we'll move the whole on. game. All right, we're going to go into the rookies because this is the most important part of the defense for me. Yes, there are a lot of uh, defensive rookies that you can get. So you good clearly points have. Out. I've got seven. I, no, 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 I've got five. five. I've got five. So my defensive rookies are pretty obvious for me. We've got Tim, oh, Timmy D, Tommy D. <laughs> there we go. Yep. Uh, Dode, uh, Sam Murray. Mm-hmm. Nick Caulfield, mm-hmm. Alex Pierce, and mm-hmm. Finn Layson on the bench. Now, obviously, all of those will be determined by the actual team lists that yep. are given out, but I think all of them will be in the best 22 for at least round one. Yep. All of them, maybe bar Caulfield, uh, are very, very cheap. Yep. Uh, and uh, even Caulfield there, he has more upside for consistent point scoring while he's on the park. Well, Caulfield's 256,000, yep. and I think he, apart from maybe Murray, mm-hmm. will be the highest scoring of the yeah, I can definitely see that. So I'm willing to take that risk with the, the cost associated. I, I agree. So and look, I, I have exactly the same rookies. Yeah, beautiful. Plus one more. I think. Yep. So my additional rookie, in addition to the ones that you've listed, so Caulfield at two fifty six, mm-hmm. Sam Murray at one seventy k, Alex Pierce at one ninety seven k, Tommy D at one seventy k, Finn Mason on my bench yep. at one seventy k. I also have Riley Stoddard at one seventy k. Stoddard is a very interesting one because he is cheap and one seventy k. The only thing is he did not score particularly well on JLT from memory. Yeah, so and he's one I do have a question mark on. However, yeah. the word is he is a, he's a good chance to play round mm-hmm. one. So that's why I've slotted him in at the moment, just because I don't really know who else I'm going to put in. Mm-hmm. If he doesn't make the, the teams, then I'll obviously have a look and I'll find someone else. But at the yeah. moment, he's in there just as a bit of a heartbeat. Or if um, at 
Riley Stoddart does make the first round team, then he comes straight in for Alex Pierce for me because the scoring is definitely going to be higher than Pierce, a key defender, mm. and it actually nets me 30k yeah. or so. So that's that's brilliant. Yeah. Um, but with the rest of them, do we want to talk about them at all? They're all fairly obvious picks, I think. They're locks for me. The big talking point in the defence is Aaron Norton. Um, that, yes. Yeah, so yes. Aaron Norton's been talked up. I just think he's too expensive considering he's a key defender. He is uh, mm. roughly the same price as Nick Caulfield, but he does, he won't have the scoring consistent, consistency or roof that Caulfield will yeah. have. Look, if he was about 50k cheaper, I'd be looking at him. Yeah. But yeah. as it is with his current price, <clears throat> not he was in on my team at a couple of points, but just too expensive for the structure that I've got set up. Exactly. I mean, maybe if, if two or three of these players don't actually get on the park for round one, like if Finlayson isn't in the best 22 for the Giants, maybe Norton is that player to get bought in. Find a bit of money and bring him in. Yeah. Exactly. So we're, I think we're on board with Norton, yep. just if you can afford it. Exactly. And um, there's no cheaper, better options available. Yeah. So uh, we'll move on to the midfield, because yes. this is this is where you're going to generate all your points, obviously. Yes. This is the really important line The money makers. Yeah, and... For me, like I mentioned uh, last year when I had all those mid-prices and I was heavy on the mid-prices in the midfield, I, you know, you start off on the back foot and mm. you score very poorly and you have to rely on those mid-prices to come through for you so that you can make it up in the long term. Yeah, because it's difficult to move them on yeah. if they aren't performing. Exactly. So um, for me, I've gone with five premiums in the midfield. And they are the cream of the crop for me. I've got yep. Tom Mitchell, mm-hmm. Zach Merritt, mm-hmm. Matty Crouch, Dustin Martin, and Nat Fife. Yep. And Nat Fife like being an under-priced uh, midfielder for me, considering yep. what he can do. Um, yeah, and, and they're just all locks for me for the long term. They're going to be in the top averaging uh, midfielders at the end of the year, in my opinion. Yeah, fair enough. Yep. I have very similar thoughts to you on how to structure <coughs> this up. So I've also spent a fair bit of money in my midfield. Yep. Um, Tom Mitchell, mm-hmm. I think, is a no-brainer. You have to start the year with him. He's just too good. Yeah, I can't. He's expensive, but you're getting your money's worth. Can't see you performing particularly well without Tom Mitchell in no. the start. <clears throat> and everyone's going to have him. So even if he has uh, a poor start and you have to trade him out, or if he injures himself, everyone's going to have to exactly. do it. Exactly. You're all in the same boat. Yeah. Um, Zach Merrick's my number two. Mm-hmm. Um, I, like we spoke earlier, I think we both rate him as the second best midfielder yeah. for this year. So, And that's captain and vice-captain right there for me. Same. Same. That's how I've got it set up at the moment. Mitchell yep. captain, Zarek vice-captain. No brainers. Mm-hmm. I've got Matty Crouch. Love it. Love he it. just can't not find the ball. Oh, he's so um, good. Uh, fan- he's just a fantasy football beast. Yeah. And he's just designed for fantasy football. Exactly. I, I, he's, not, for, he's, not, he's not one that's going to go up or down a lot in price, but mm-hmm. I'm pretty confident he's going to be top eight or top ten midfielder at the end of the year. So yeah. he's in there just as a lock. Mm-hmm. Seven forget. Definitely. All three of those guys are. Actually, all f- five of my premiums are because I've got five. Yep. Next um, one. Duncan. Uh, yeah, I see. I love Duncan. He's one that I was considering, like, trying to save some money somewhere else and upping Nat 5-2 just mm-hmm. to have Mitch Duncan because Mitch Duncan will be in my team at the end of the year. Yeah. There's no question about that. He's going to be one of the top eight defender, uh, top eight midfielders. But, oh, I, I just sort of wanted Dustin Martin in my team a little, just that little bit more. Yeah, see, I, I just... I enjoy watching Duncan play. He's so I thought I'd I'd treat myself and actually start the year with him for once. So and I don't again. He's one I don't think is going to change a lot in price up or down. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have him to start with, he's probably not going to become unachievable price wise because I don't think his average is going to change a lot from last year. I think he's going to be fairly steady. Completely agreed. And the the same reason you used for wanting Duncan in your team at the start. That's the exact same reason I wanted Dusty in my team because. 
watching those JLTs, I just realized I want to be able to enjoy Dustin Martin doing yeah, his his, um, his, his bend-offs and just racking up the ball. He, he did it in the preseason. I mean, nobody can even in try. Preseason. Exactly. So, um, yeah. And your fifth? Uh, Luke Parker. Luke Parker's a good pick. Great pick. So, for money. Basically, around the same price point as that five for me. So yeah. you've gone with Parker. I've gone with five. No yeah. issue with either. So or. you've gone with the he's going to bounce back after a couple of injury interrupted years. Mm-hmm. I've gone with the he had a poor year last year. Hanbury's not going to be playing. <clears> There's <throat> going to be some midfield minutes, and someone's going to need to be in and under. Yep, Parker's going to step up. Love it. And the uh, the the big thing for me as well in a roundabout. I mean, I guess you could sort of call him a, a mid pricer as well. Is uh, Lockie Whitfield. Um, it's yes. hard to say whether he's a mid-pricer or a premium because you're buying Lockie Whitfield to be a premium defender. The, yes. uh, like he's I not, think we've spoken about this previously. We have. Uh, would you do it? Have you Have you done it? Lockie not Whitfield? once. No. He has not been in my team all preseason. Um, reason being, I don't think he's a top eight midfielder at season's end. Nope. And if he's Playing in defence to get the defender status, I don't think he's getting as much ball. I don't think he's averaging more than uh, he would uh, currently. So, so he's not going up in price. Or, I, I think his price, so, price, so, yeah, his price will stay the same. So you're yeah. you're not losing out on anything. We don't think by just picking him up when he becomes a defender. It's just better to have either a mid pricer in your midfield to make more money, a rookie, or just have a top eight finishing midfielder at the end of the year. Um, beautiful. Have you got any mid prices in your? Because I have no mid prices in the midfield. <laughs> <laughs> I have Jager O'Meara. You have O'Meara. Yeah, that's I. I He's had him in until this morning. Really? Yeah. So I did a couple of switches, and I had I got the gave Jager O'Meara the boot. I don't know why. I just, you'll probably realize when we come to the forward line. I explain the move I made for it. Yeah. But. I, I don't have any issue playing three rookies in my midfield. That's fair enough. I mean, considering you've got five premiums, yeah. it's not a big loss. Mm. Look, I just thought, again, this is value for money. For the price that he is, which is 438000 oh, it's, it's cheap for what he can deliver. Yes, there's a chance that he won't deliver like last year. We all got sucked in last year. Oh, yeah, I may did. well have been sucked in again. Oh, no, I started with him last year. He was one of my many mid-price madness players. I did as well. But, I mean, for what he's priced at, I think there's a very good chance that he's going to go up in price, mm-hmm. even if he breaks down at some point. I think there's minimal risk associated with it. Yeah. And I'll be honest, though, it doesn't feel good. No, he's been in and out of my side all preseason. It's really a strange feeling because in the JLTs he hasn't really scored that well. Even in the, the I think the JLT two, he had a very good game statistically, and it didn't translate yeah. into AFL fantasy. But look for that price, if he if he scores seventy to eighty, mm. he's going to go up in price. Oh, he is. And when he gets to a point where you think he's plateauing, move him on, Offload. downgrade him. Yeah, perfect. Don't mind that at or, all. Hang on to him and back him in to have a second wind and punch through. Yep. Don't, have, through. don't have an issue with that. So you've got Jaeger O'Meara on your field. I have... We may as well get into the rookies. Yep. Now. I'm on rookies now. I have three rookies on my field, two on the bench, obviously. Mm-hmm. I've got Paddy Dow, mm-hmm. Andrew Brayshaw, mm-hmm. and Bailey Banfield on my field, mm-hmm. and Don Barry and Nick Holman on the bench. And uh, we think way too alike. Yeah, this, it's really weird. So have you got all of those players? Except for Dow. So because you had the, the mid-pricer in there. That's so I've got O'Meara instead of Dow. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got Brayshaw and Banfield on the bench, uh, on the field, sorry. And Barry and Holman on the bench. Yeah, Barry and Holman on the bench. 
I think uh, the interesting thing for me is I saw an article saying that up on the Gold Coast or in Cairns, wherever Gold Coast is playing their first game for the season, I think it's Cairns. Cairns, uh, there's going to be thunderstorms that day, which oh, just okay. makes me think Nick Holman is going to score very well. He's going to go tackle happy. Yeah, so I'm, I'm really looking forward to I might even switch Nick Holman onto my field for that first round. Oh, yeah. Um, just I'll, I'll keep an eye on it, obviously. But I think all five of those guys for me and all four of those guys for yeah. you are going to be in the best 22 come round one. Yeah, you see, this is where... This is one of the guys I'm not sure about, Don Barry. Mm-hmm. I was very high on him after the first JLT. Yeah. Um, I think I actually picked him as my um, cash cow of the year. Yeah, he big, was your... In our big call cool second. He was, he was. I haven't really seen much in his second JLT to back that up. I'm mm. a little bit worried, but I'm hoping he makes best 22. I didn't think it was and too I'm bad. I'm back him in if he does make best 22 to hold his spot. I didn't think it was too bad in the second JLT. It's just the fact that he didn't score as well fantasy-wise, but he did enough for the team, I think. So the only worry is that they've just got so many midfielders coming in and uh, yeah. Motlop will play a similar role. Yeah. You know. I mean, Rocky and SPS will come in for round mm-hmm. one, assuming they're fit. Yeah. They weren't playing JLTs. So. S- uh, Sam Powell Pepper? Yes. Yeah, sorry, yeah. SPG. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, there, there's an awful lot of players still to come. So, yeah, I'm just a little unsure on him. Mm-hmm. And because he's so cheap at 170k, mm-hmm. if he doesn't get named, I'm probably going to have to do some restructuring of my team to replace him. Yeah. Don Barry can play a halfback role to some extent, though. So, maybe, just maybe, with Jasper Pittard going maybe. out in the first lot, Don Barry might be the one to get that. Uh, get that position in the side. Maybe not that role, but to get that slot in the side, um, as opposed to, say, what everyone else has been saying, which is uh, Trent McKenzie maybe coming in for that. Yeah, so, yep. or um, Bonner. Yeah, right. So, Bonner was the other one that was mentioned yeah. today. Um, but yeah, other than that, pretty, um, ha- pretty happy with my Oldman, I think, is a lock. Yeah, definitely. Um, Banfield's basically been a assured of a game. Yeah, and, and exactly. That's and the big thing. And Andrew Brayshaw, I think, is going to be the highest averaging cash cow of the year. He's, he's going to be an absolute gun. And Dow, um, I think he's going to be really good. Mm. So uh, my midfield line is uh, Titchell, Zach Merritt, Matt Crouch, Nat Fife, and Dusty Martin, mm-hmm. with uh, Paddy Dow, Andrew Brayshaw, and Banfield still playing on the field. Mm-hmm. Uh, Barry and Holman on the bench. And yours is? Uh, Titchell, Zach Merritt, Matty Crouch, Mitch Duncan, Luke Parker... Jagaron Mira, <laughs> Andrew Brayshaw, uh, Bailey Banfield, and then on the bench, Don Barry and Nick Holman. I love how I saw the light in your eyes die as you said Jagaron Mira. Well, I'm, I'm still pretty happy with both of those midfielders, to be honest. We'll move on because they're basically the same. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> we'll move on to the rock line, and I have the feeling that this is going to be exactly the same for both of us as well. Possibly. Um, I have two premiums on the field. I'm just seven for getting the rocks this year, and then I've got two rookies, so I may as well just list yeah, out the just whole lineup. We've got Max Gorn, the biggest lock for the year for me. Yeah, first guy I selected. Toddy Goldstein, which is completely dependent on whether Braden Pruce is actually named in the team. If he's named round one, Goldstein is going right out of that side. Who's um, your replacement if he is? Probably finding some cash somewhere else and getting Steph Martin in there. Uh, okay. Because I think he's probably one of the safer uh, rock choices aside yeah. from Gorn this I year. Think he's a very safe yeah. option. And then my bench is just Tim English and Darcy Cameron because those are Darcy Cameron's going to be a good cash cow if he's the number one rock at Sydney. He's just yeah. going to slowly make money for you. Yeah. And Tim English is probably one of the only rookie-priced Ruckman who will actually have a chance to get a game or two this year and maybe go up in price. Yep, fair enough. Yep. Um, very similar for me. Max Gorn, 
as I said, my first lock of the season. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think you can go wrong with him. No. Um, Toddy Goldstein as well. Yeah. Um, again, if Bruce is named, I'll consider whether to keep him or not. Or I'm definitely ditching if him. I'm ditching him. I'm probably downgrading him, to mm-hmm. be honest, because I only have 5K left in the bank, so I can't upgrade him to anyone better. Yeah. So I'll probably be ditching him and going to, I don't know, possibly Lysett. Yeah, that's... Uh, I don't, Nick Nat, I I don't mind it. The only worry is if Lysett's playing and... And Nick Nat is also named, which uh, Shannon Hurd has come out and said he's probably going to be playing in round one. Uh, If Nick Nat, yeah. See, the worry is I can see them naming Nick Nat on the Friday and then then him being a late withdrawal, which would not surprise me at all. It's just so annoying for fantasy players. Yeah. So anyway, that's probably what I'll do if Proust does play. On Mm -hmm. the bench, I have Darcy Cameron, exact same reasons as you. Um, (coughs) Lewis Pierce is my fourth. Purely because I've just written that position off. Yeah. I couldn't afford to put... I would have loved to put Tim English in. He's, just, he's another 27k. I can't afford that. So 17k I've, or whatever it is. Yeah, so I've written that position off and just gone... I recognise Lewis Pierce's name, so you, yeah. who knows? He might get a game sometime. To be honest, I, what I would do if I were you is maybe just put a, um, uh, a ruck forward in that position. I don't know if Lewis Pierce is a ruck forward. Uh, just because... He is not. You can flip them around every once in a while. I think um, that's Full, true. Flynn, the player, the ruckman, uh, yeah. someone Flynn is a, a ruckman. Maddie forward. Flynn from Port, possibly? Yeah, GWS. I have absolutely well, it might no be GWS. No idea yeah. whatsoever. But uh, what I do know is it's very handy just to have that flexibility. And it is actually pretty good to have a guaranteed floating donut on your feet, on your uh, that's your list. True, yeah. Because that's handy for loopholes. Yeah, that is the guy that on your uh, Thursday night loophole, which we do have one coming up this week, obviously. Very true. Um, you'll be able to, if say for example, uh, who's first? Like I've got Dustin Martin. If yeah. I put the uh, vice captaincy on Dustin Martin and he goes bang, hammers mm. out 140 or something like that on that night. I can just put Flynn onto the field, put the captaincy on him, and then I will get 140 from Dusty Martin as my captain's score. So, And then, obviously, you put Todd Goldstein or Gorn on the bench and just put them as the emergency so that the zero that you get from your captain just gets replaced by yeah. him. So that's... Very important that you do that. Yeah, oh, yeah do, not leave, <laughs> do not leave like Darcy Cameron as the emergency or something with Goldstein no. on the bench. Um, so yeah, so that's our rock lineup. So I think, uh, uh, to be honest, they're both pretty solid. There's, there's no issue with them. Yeah. And I think we've both spoken about the fact that we prefer to go set and forget rocks Definitely. wherever possible. I know a lot of other people do go for value mm-hmm. um, and try and go somewhere a little bit cheaper that they think is going to go up in price and they can upgrade and do all of that stuff. Yeah. It's whichever your preference is. Personally, I like just leaving them. Don't have to worry about the rocks all year. But personal preference. Yeah, no issue with that. So uh, we'll move on to the forward line. And the forward line is really iffy again. So this year, <laughs> they've not only gotten rid of all the old forwards, like um, a few years ago, you had Dusty Martin as a set and forget sort of type as well. Yeah. Um, they've gotten rid of a few of the weird ones from last year, like Jack McRae, who was yes. an absolute... Isaac, Isaac Smith. Isaac Smith. Um, Elliot Yo was yes. a forward last oh, year. He's a defender now. He is a defender. So he, and he's a great choice in your starting side too. No issue with selecting Yo if you think no, he's going to go well. not, yeah. Um, but uh, for the forward line for me, I've gone, once again, pretty hard. Mm-hmm. Uh, three starting premiums, who I think will be in there at the end of the year. Isaac Heaney, Devin Smith, and I snuck Jack Billings into the side. He's one of the players that I had actually in rotation with taking Jaeger O'Meara out of my team. Got Dow in, pocketed that cash, and upped Christian Petrarca to mm. Jack Billings. Interesting. So, I'm, to be honest, I was more happy with that. Uh, you'll realize why after we go through the entirety <laughs> of the, the forward line. But, yeah. I yeah, I, I don't mind all three of those guys sitting in your starting team. 
I like it. Yeah. We really should have gone through and figured this out before we actually did this. Because and recorded it live because our teams are way too this, similar. This is really creepy. Um, so I've got Billings, yep. Heaney, and Smith as my three. Billings, Heaney, and Smith? Three premiums. It's, it's just, I think that each of those guys are absolute locks. Like Heaney, as we've said in, our, I think, our second podcast of the year, yep. he is a lock for being the highest average, averaging forward for me. Like, Billings yeah. is the only one that will contend with him. Yeah, he was our big call for the highest averaging forward. And I forward. think Billings might have been my pick. Yeah, yeah. So, realistically, either or. I, I, I think, think they'll be the, the top two. Yeah. Um, and Devin Smith is going to be the biggest improver because he's going to play midfield time. Yes. And for his price, which is 575000 he's going to make a lot of money. I actually think he's a good chance to finish top six um, forward as well at well, the end of the well, year. That's, a, that's the reason I've got him in. I think he's genuinely going to be one of the best forwards at the end of the year, so I'm just going to leave him in my side. Unless yeah. he, he tapers off completely. But yeah, if he tapers off or plateaus and you're not happy with him, the mm-hmm. amount of money that he should have made by that point, yeah, you'll be laughing. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, those are, <laughs> we really should have discussed this beforehand. Yeah, I can't believe should have. To be honest, it just means that we can argue from a, a, a solid uh, standpoint. We can bo- both say that these are guys that you should have in your team. Mm. The worry, obviously, is that a lot of the um, uh, classic sides become very vanilla because there's a lot of just absolute locks. But, of course, if you want to go with a point of difference, uh, I mean, you've got Mitch Duncan and not everyone has Mitch Duncan. Um, Luke Parker is another good one. We mentioned earlier James Sicily as a defender or a forward with that flexibility. Not a lot of people will have James Sicily in their side. You know, There's a lot of guys that you can actually bring in. Um, so those are our premiums. Um, mm-hmm. I actually have my one and only mid-pricer for my entire you team. You really did not want to do mid-prices no. this year, did you? So I went one mid-pricer, which was Alan Christensen, because mm-hmm. he is just so damn cheap. 330k yeah. is ridiculous. That's only just above rookie price. And <laughs> hes I, I know he's never been a fantasy star, in the past, at that price, he doesn't have to be. No, if he can average a solid seventy-five or something like that, he's making you money, and you'll be a able, lot of money. Yeah, you'll be able to trade him up. You know, around about round seven or eight, maybe even after the first round of DPP changes have happened, and you know someone. Maybe there's someone who's just popped up out of nowhere playing forward, and you can trade him up for that. Yep, I like because I don't like some of the guys like Voke like Mundy, who have become forwards this year, I don't think they're even going to be close to the top six. They were good midfielders because they played midfield. If they are actually going to play forward, and everything indicates (coughs) both of them will be... um, then they're not... I don't think they're going to be scoring well enough to be up there. No, I think... Same goes for Menegola. I have not touched Menegola at all this preseason because I think he actually will play a lot of forward minutes. Mm. He does not score up there. No, he he absolutely doesn't. So, it, especially if all three of those uh, big Geelong players are in uh, this one side, uh, Dangerfield, uh, Joel Selwood, and Gary Ablett, yep. and Mitch Duncan as Mitch well. Duncan. You can and Scott Selwood comes back in as well. Oh, my God. There's, there's just no room for him to play uh, consistent midfield minutes in there. So, yeah. I'd stay the hell away from Sam Menegola if I were you. Yes. All right. um, so, you've only got the one. I've only got one mid-pricer. I have three. Jeez, you've got... Whoa, so and yeah. that's why I have so many You've gone heavy in the forward line. Because I have no faith in the forward rookies. All right. so we I have a lot more faith in the backline rookies, which <laughs> is probably the first time I've ever said that. Beautiful. So who have you got on your team? Petrarca. Mm-hmm. Everyone is expecting him to have a breakout. Yeah. And I've bought into it, rightly or wrongly. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's going to be good. He's only 500k. Yeah. Um, so I think there's a lot of money to be made there. Mm-hmm. Christensen. Exact same reasons as you said. He's dirt cheap. 
he doesn't have to do a lot to go up in price. And he's he's going to be one of the more mature seasoned bodies at Brisbane. Mm-hmm. So I think he'll get thrown into the thick of it a lot and hopefully get a lot of midfield ball. And you had a third, did you? Yes. And this is probably quite a point of difference. All right. Um, I'm not 100% sold on this one. I'm so worried about this. You should be. Hayden Crozier. Hayden Crozier. All right, all right. $467,000. Hayden Crozier is an interesting pick. That's what I will say. Because <laughs> Hayden Crozier, for me, he's definitely playing a role. He's mm. definitely best 22, particularly after they've lost Marcus Adams and Dale Morris yep. for well over half the season by the looks of it. Yeah. Um, he's... My only question is his ceiling. <laughs> That's my only question because he'll. I think he'll be a consistent yeah. scorer for you. But what is his ceiling, and is that ceiling big enough for him to actually make a decent amount? And of cash? my response to that, because I have thought about that, his ceiling hasn't ever been amazing. His consistency hasn't <coughs> ever been amazing. But for the price that he's at, and the role that I think he's going to have as one of the prime rebounders mm-hmm. at the Bullies, he doesn't have to have a great ceiling. Yeah. If he makes me money for a few weeks, long enough for me to actually figure out who the good forward rookies are, then I will downgrade him to one of those good forward rookies and pocket the cash and use it somewhere else. Yeah, He's a a placeholder at this stage. Now, that's always a risky move because you never know how many injuries you're going to get. You never know what's going to happen to your team. I might not be able to follow through with that plan. Mm. I might not be able to move him on when I need to, but... As I said, I'm usually fairly safe with my picks. This is one of the big risks that I'm taking. Well, I don't think we've actually revealed this to uh, anyone on the podcast yet, but you did finish 29th, I believe, last year overall. That is correct, yes. So nationally 29th, Matt finished. Having we, said that, we won't there even... was so much luck involved in that. Oh, God. So I'm very, very much hoping that I can back up a respectable finish this year. <laughs> Not even like... Even close to 29th, if I can have a respectable finish, I will be overjoyed. Yeah, yeah. It's, I, I feel exactly the same. That's what I want to do as well, because <laughs> I, I need some respectability after my finish last season, which I'm not even going to go into. That yeah, it was, it was not 29th. That is how harsh <laughs> the mid-price madness hit me last year. That's, I've, just, uh, I've just got PTSD from that, basically. <laughs> um, so, yeah, the Crozier pick for me, it's... It's I can tell you're not a massive fan. What is so the price is at? What's the average? Um, what's he priced at an average of? So uh, 66.3? 66.3. If he averages 78-ish, he's still making you some decent amount of money. Mm. So I don't mind it, and I think he probably averages about 78 to 80. I, I it wouldn't surprise me if he averages 75 quite easily. Yeah. So he he's making you a bit of money and he's more consistent uh, than some of the other options than the rookie options. Like I could have put a rookie there and used the cash somewhere else, mm-hmm. but I'm I'm not comfortable with the forward line rookies. Yeah. I, I don't their mind job it. security, their scoring ability, I just I don't like them. Yeah, that's that's fair enough. We'll we'll move on to those forward line rookies mm. actually because that's the rest of our team. Um, yep. I've got two on the field, two on the bench. Yep. Uh, Bailey Fritch is the most obvious one for me because he's. I just I, I know he's a lock for yep. round one. He's playing round one. Job security is probably the best of forward line rookies. Yeah, um, he's a little bit more expensive at two hundred and ten k, but you can pay that little bit more for the job security. I'm happy to do I mean, that. Yeah. Too. yeah. Um, this is an interesting one for me. I'm not sure if too many people have him playing, let alone on their field, but I've got Darcy Fogarty in my team. Ooh. 
because particularly if Taylor Walker is not playing for the first round, mm-hmm. even if I only get one to two games out of Darcy Fogarty and then switch him to my bench if he's not playing or just trade him out for a, a rookie which is absolutely playing, um, I don't mind doing that because Darcy Fogarty just showed something a little bit special in that second JLT game and I think the Crows will want to uh, just keep him in their side for a little bit longer just to see what he can do at AFL level. So... Very interesting. Yeah, because I, I think that, honestly, if they put him on the park, and considering how good the Crows' midfield is, the mm. ball will be up in the forward line a fair bit. Yeah. So... Um, how much is he priced at? 248 So he's around about the price of a Caulfield. Something like that. Mm. So you're paying more for him, but just like you said, I'm not a big fan of the... Uh, the ceiling or the job security of some of the rookies in the forward line, and I don't. My two rookies on the uh, uh, forward bench are both Eagles players, and that really worries me. Yeah, it's fickle. I don't know if you remember me talking with you earlier in the uh, preseason, but I think at one stage I had about seven or eight West Coast players in my uh, team. I think your words to me were something of the line along the lines of, "I'm worried. I feel physically sick <laughs> to look at my team." I had Francis Watson in defence. So this was well before the JLT. Yeah. Uh, Nick Knapp was my uh, second ruckman. I had uh, Venables, Liam Ryan, uh, I had Willie Rioli, and I also had Luke Partington as well. So that's that's six. There I we go. Changed. Six. Oh, jeez. Um, but so Fogarty is on my field. My two bench players at the moment are Daniel Venables and Liam Ryan. Right. So Liam Ryan of the two, I'm more happy to have in my team because he's definitely best 22. Mm. He might only score you 55 to 60 points around, but realistically, he's a heartbeat to have on your bench, and it's better than having nothing. Yeah, um, agreed. And then Daniel Venables, he's done absolutely nothing in terms of scoring this JLT. <laughs> West Coast are desperate enough, I think, with their midfield that they'll play him regularly. Um, but to be honest, depending on how they shape their first-round team, I'm happy to slot either Willie Rioli or Jake Waterman into that spot. So, so regardless, know, it's going to be an Eagles Regardless, forward. it's going to be an Eagles forward. So probably if Willie Rioli gets up for it, I'd probably go with Ryan and Rioli as opposed to Venables and Ryan. So, because they're all 170k players. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. So that's. But at the moment, I've got Venables and Liam Ryan in those spots. All right. So yes. my first comment is not a fan of the Fogarty pick. Not a fan of the Fogarty pick. Ooh, no. ooh. So they've got Essendon round mm. one on yep. Friday night. They've got Richmond mm-hmm. Thursday night round two. Yeah. And round three. Round three is not too bad, actually. They've got St. Kilda. Yeah. Um, look, I think he's either going to be boom or bust. There's <laughs> not going to be any middle ground. Yeah. And that's the thing that worries me, because you're basing this entirely on one JLT game, mm-hmm. where he went berserk in the first quarter yeah. and the last quarter, from yeah. memory. I don't think he did a lot for the rest of the game. No, he did not. I think actual AFL, it's going to be not pre-season, mm-hmm. it's going to be a lot harder for him mm. and I'm just not sold that he's going to be able to do enough yep. to generate enough cash for you or to score enough points for you to actually have him on the field so yeah. Yeah. I'm not a massive fan of that one but roll the dice to each their own hey you roll the dice on Crozier hey, so I know if, that's if, why I can't judge and Crozier is about 200k more than Fogarty so yeah, but yeah. then again obviously job security he's got a 100% guarantee plus role. Crozier has like I mean Fogarty does have a mature body, but Crozier has a mature AFL body. He yes. knows what he's doing. He yeah. knows how to play the game. We've seen stuff from mm. him before. It's not based on half a JLT game. No, but uh, again, like you say, Fogarty does have a body that, while his endurance isn't particularly up there, it's mm. ready to play 
um, in a forward line AFL football, so that because he will be able to contest marks. He, he, he will, he will. But I don't know. I just if he does play round one, I think he'll play a role. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I have no issue with seeing how that goes for the first round or two. Yeah. Um, so okay. obviously, Essendon I think will be easier than Richmond, but at least the Richmond game will be in Adelaide. And That's true. The um, uh, so he'll have a little bit more. Uh, yeah, you know, Essendon game cushioning. is at Eddie Head, I think. Yeah. Um, I think he'll struggle in that game. That'll, that'll be interesting to see, but he very well could be boom. So that's, yeah, that's I, what I'm getting. We'll see. It'll be interesting to watch, actually. Yeah. Uh, uh, so what is your rookie lineup? So I've only got the two. They're both on the bench. Mm-hmm. Rich. Rich, as obvious. we said. He's probably the must-have lock rookie for he, me at this stage. I yeah. I think him or um, Andrew Brayshaw yeah. uh, are both up there. Maybe even Darcy Cameron as well you could include in that. Yeah, that's true. guaranteed probably to be the top ruckman. Um, and my second is Liam Ryan. Yeah, yeah, he's, so, he's easy for again, me as well. I think he's probably the safest of the Eagles forward rookies, and unfortunately, the forward line rookies are Eagles forward line rookies. Yeah, it's There's really not sad. a lot else. At one point, I, I think I had um, uh, Taylor Brown, Tyler Brown, mm-hmm. whatever his name is, the Collingwood player. Yeah, yeah. and I just looked at it, I was like, mm, no, I can't do this. Well, I, I can't pick a depth Collingwood player. I just can't bring myself to do it because I have no idea who's playing. Like Sam Murray is a much better prospect than Tyler Brown, but I, I just couldn't possibly pick another just Collingwood depth. Else. Like yeah. If I have a look at uh, Liam Ryan is 220k, other options around that price? No one. <laughs> there is no one. An absolute donut. It's, I mean... I'm Luke. scrolling, I'm scrolling, I'm scrolling... An interesting one will be if Luke Partington actually plays. He, I'm he still will, scrolling. Yeah, he will play in the midfield and he should score okay. So that's that's one to consider because he's only about 260 or 270 for, for memory. Venables is the first name I've come up to that I think might play. <laughs> and as you said, I have no confidence in his scoring ability. Neither do I. Um, Giles Langdon from GWS. And that's an interesting one, but again... 170k, but again, I'm not sold on his job security. If he's playing round one, he probably comes into my side as well, maybe. Mm. But again, his job security is is terrible. Still scrolling. Lockie Keefe. Yeah, another one. defender. Yeah. 170k. mm. There's just no one. That's it. That's literally the only guys around that price range. Yeah, so... Uh, yeah, that, and that is our teams. It's um, yeah. So, question Very without notice because we didn't prepare this at all. Oh, research! What is that? Um, anyone that just missed, missed the cut, or anyone that you would love to have been able to put in but couldn't afford or didn't fit the structure? Well, I don't think I commented on it, but uh, Petrarca is one. Like I said, that I moved out of my team. Very interested in him this year. The only thing is, I thought it would be much safer to just go in with one mid pricer in the forward line. <laughs> And had Jack Billings in there. You've got one mid price on your entire team. Damn straight I do, mate. <laughs> Damn straight I do. So it's. Um, so Petrarca. Yeah. yeah, Petrarca, exactly. That's one that I'm really interested in. Like I said, I might free up some cash depending on my uh, my thoughts on <laughs> come Thursday afternoon to try and go gold scene up to Steph Martin because I do think that he's just a really safe bet. Um, I, I can't see you going wrong with Steph Martin. Archie Smith doesn't even look like he's getting a game. Yeah, I think, I think it's pretty safe there. So, and if Steph Martin is the number one Rockman there, he scores very, very well. Yeah, I think he'll have a good year. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, for me, those are the two big ones that I've uh, maybe missed out on that I might try and get back into the team. But just to go back through them, mm-hmm. uh, we've got in my back line, I've got Rory Laird, Jake Lloyd, Jack Crisp, uh, Tommy D, Sam Murray, Nick Caulfield, Alex Pierce, and Finlayson on the bench. And yours is uh, Hibbard, Brayshaw, Caulfield, 
Sam Murray, Alex Pierce, Tommy D, and then on the bench, Finlayson and Riley Stoddard. Yeah, Riley Stoddard, don't mind that at all. Midfield, we're looking at Tom Mitchell, Zach Merritt, Matt Crouch, Nat Fife, Dusty Martin, Patrick Dow, Andrew Brayshaw, Bailey Banfield, Don Barry, and Nick Holman on the bench. I have Tom Mitchell, Zach Merritt, Maddie Crouch, Mitch Duncan, Luke Parker, Jaeger O'Meara. Jaeger O'Meara. Jaeger O'Meara. <laughs> I feel like, uh, was it Matt Damon? Matt Damon. <laughs> Matt Damon. From uh, Team America. I, I feel like for the rest of the year now we have to refer to Jaeger O'Meara. Jaeger O'Meara. Until he's amazing and shows us up. Yeah, that's the thing. Well, shows maybe, you up because yeah. he's in my team. Maybe he'll it'll spur him on to greatness. Um, so, Jaeger O'Meara, um, yep. Andrew Brayshaw, Bailey Banfield, and then on the bench, Don Barry and Nick Holman. Mm-hmm. Uh, rock line for me is Max Gorn, Toddy Goldstein, English and Cameron on the bench. Max Gorn, Toddy Goldstein, Cameron and Lewis Pierce oh, on the bench. Uh, Lewis Pierce. Um, forward line is Isaac Heaney, Devin Smith, Jack Billings. I've got Alan Christensen with Bailey Fritch and Fogarty filling out the on-field side and Venables and Ryan on the bench. Jack Billings, Isaac Heaney, Devin Smith, Christian Petrarca. Petrarca. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Alan Christensen, Hayden Crozier as the massive POD and yeah. then on the bench... Rich and Liam Ryan. Love it. So uh, what I'll do is I'll probably post those up onto Twitter so that uh, some of our listeners, you can actually get in, involved and maybe let us know what you think of the teams, what moves you think we should make. Uh, so that'll be very interesting. But for now, what we're going to do is we're going to uh, split the podcast in half. We'll come back and in the second half, we'll answer some of your questions out there. So tune in in a minute. <laughs> 